Now, what's the first thing that comes to mind when I say royalty? Sophistication? Elegance? Airs and graces? Or do you think of a royal mess, a royal pain, or a royal flush? The concept of what it means to be royal is once again in the limelight, in large part because an American has married into the family. Then again, the royals are Hanoverian Germans, with a smattering of Greek and Russian thrown in over the years. So what's a little additional transatlantic flavour? After years of epic dinner parties, long lunches and boozy brunches, we bring you Shaken and Stirred. Or rather, we are Shaken and Stirred. Welcome to Shaken and Stirred, where we can talk about just about anything. Really? Everything. Okay. No subject is taboo. And that is, of course... Can I show you a rash I have? Why I wanted you, Robert, (laughs) to be on this show. I had to have you. I'm Nigel Barker. I got my co... What are you? Co? Sure. Should I just call you co? Co-ho? Co-ho? No, 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 no. Co-ho for tonight. No, no. no, My co-host... Tom Astor. A co-host, there we go. <laughs> Aren't you my co-host? We co-host who's the Well, co-host I just ordered a chicken and an egg from Amazon, so I'll let you know which Before comes first. Yeah. As you can see, we're already getting quite shaken and stirred. <laughs> but I'm really excited because we have none other than style superhero, eccentric entrepreneur, and televised tastemaker, Robert Verdi in the say, house. That sounds like me. I hope that's me. Uh, yeah. I'm so happy to be here because this is so weird and yet... Remarkable and interesting and fabulous. I love this. What are you kids up to in this little room? Well, before we get up to anything, we're going to have a drink because that's oh. what we do on Shaken and Stirred. Shocking as that might sound. Tom, tell us what we're drinking. Uh, an, uh, one of the oldest cocktails, champagne cocktail. Perfect. First around in the middle of the 19th century, but 1850s, it was first documented. And, very uh, serious cocktail by the sounds of things. Yeah, it's very seriously easy way to mess up a perfectly good champagne, some people think. Uh, some people think that there's no reason to put a sugar lump, Angostura bitters, brandy in a perfectly good glass of champagne. Is there brandy in there? Brandy so in why there. do you do that? Good question. It's a good question, yeah. Well, let's taste somebody, it and find out. Because somebody did it in 1850, we're still doing this shit today. Probably, but yeah, because you get pissed <laughs> quicker, don't you, with all the sugar. Well, that's oh. and, and brandy. I mean, you're, 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 you know, you're doubling up, aren't you? Cheers. 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 How much brandy is in there? Well, you can put as much. Actually, in the early, in the in the first documented champagne cocktails in the eighteen fifties, what brandy was not listed. Well, are you like a boozy historian? I just put it in. No, he, I, just, like, I basically I just flew Tom Astor uh, over from England because I said, "Could you make me a drink?" And that's all it really takes really? for him to hop on a plane and say, "For sure." And I just saw the bottle of brandy, and I just thought it would look a bit. You know. Brandy, cognac, call it what you want. It's actually very okay. nice. I like it. Well, it, we we like to have a drink to get things going, mm-hmm. to loosen ourselves up a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to undo a button as I say that. <laughs> um, but you know, why I really wanted you here, Robert, was because I wanted to talk about royalty. Mm. Well, of course, because I I'm did. a queen, you well, decided to bring me in. Yeah, and he's you done your thought, opening gambit for you. You, you yeah. thought I needed to say that. Well, <laughs> yes. I thought you might be an expert on queens. Yes, shocking. <laughs> as that might sound, I am, actually. So know. what is the fascination, do you think? And we, you know, I know that you've got an opinion on this. What is the fascination with royalty? Um, I mean, British royalty specifically? I think any kind of royalty. I mean, I think it's very interesting. You know, we... We've had conversations in the past where we've talked about how, obviously, British royalty, there's a huge sort of international fascination. There is. Um, which in itself is somewhat remarkable. Why the English royal family versus any other one? Yes. But 
the, the concept of being a royal family, whether you're from anywhere in the world. And, yeah. and what is an American royal family? Well, because the entry point is totally arbitrary when you're a royal. It's a birthright, right? So it's like the biological lottery. You're, you're born into that bloodline. And that is in and of itself something that's completely random to the person who is, you know, birthed by a royal. Um, so I think that's kind of one of the most, you know, why is a hillbilly a hillbilly? Because they were born to another hillbilly. So it's just kind of random and, and unusual. And then there's this whole experience that happens inside this person's life and their world that's very unique and probably feels totally normal to them. But it's fascinating to the rest of the world because there's all this protocol and history and this this kind of like this map of of life that is unlike what other people have. Well, we have a sort of hysteria going on at the moment. If you you know, with Meghan Markle obviously marrying yeah. Prince Harry, yes, and the whole world just going bananas, yes. Um, you know, obviously, this is not just is it the fact that it's a royal wedding and he's marrying an American, yeah. Which, by the way, you know, royal family have sort of abdicated and a woman of color. So that's the, the, if you like, that is the big sort of taboo subject here. It isn't is. It? it is a big taboo. What, what's interesting is that I mean, I mean it shouldn't they be. Are, but you say woman of color, but I mean the British royal family are also a German. So yeah, but but what's interesting is that when you just look at it from a, a purely you know the standpoint of what people see, um. She is, I mean, what's interesting in terms of people qualifying her as like a black woman, a woman of colors entering the, 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 the entire thing seems so, first of all, the subject seems crazy to me because people are people are people are people. Well, it's right? archaic too, because it seems and like it, we've all got past this. However, when it comes to the English royal family, all of a sudden it became a t- taboo again. Yeah, but is it Which taboo? I found kind of weird. I feel like, I feel like the fact that it happened isn't, but the thing is, she's a very, she's a, you know, she's a beautiful girl, but she's. Like when you look at her, she doesn't she doesn't look on the surface like every other woman of color, right? So she she's very sort of like You're suggesting at, she could be read as Latino, Hispanic. Yeah, she, correct. She looks like she could be any any number of ethnicities. She could be Greek. She could be Italian. She could be biracial. She she is biracial, but she could be so many different things that I think that you know I always say like she it's interesting that she's entered the royal family because she's a fair skinned woman of color who can pass. And when you look by, by that, I mean, like when you look back into the canon of history and like race in our country in the mm-hmm. US, th- there were women like Lena Horne who were fair skinned and sort of white featured, for lack of a better or more sophisticated term. And those those women were, didn't have to use the the secondary entrance, what they called the black entrance, right? Right, no, so, for sure. So here, it's like kind of history repeating itself because would it matter if she were a dark-skinned woman? Like, why does it matter? No, of course it doesn't matter. But it's, if I, you know, and, ab- and absolutely, if you, you read the press that I read, it, it all looks fantastic and glossy. But there's also a lot of other press out there and people talking out there who are, you know, which is very anti her. And there are people who are very really? upset. Oh, yes, absolutely. Upset because she because is that she's someone American, of color. Or because people are, I think a lot of people are naturally racist, and they have an issue. Who cares? Though? Oh, like, I don't like, care. But so I, give, I give, think it's very. I think it's fascinating. I just think it's very interesting how it's, it's it's all sort of coming back up to the surface again. And we live in a time where I feel that racism is is you know raising its head again yes, across the nation for sure. And, and so this is one of those interesting moments where, in a way. 
you know, we talked about the English royal family being the most sort of celebrated one in the world. And in, in large part, and people may disagree with me, but a, a move like this where some, you know, Prince Harry marries Meghan Markle, a woman who is considered to be a black woman, um, also makes them the most modern royal family yes. in the world. It makes them, you know, it makes you go, oh, wow. It makes them you know the what? Kardashians okay. of royals. But, but these, these undertones, <laughs> these race, racial undertones that you're picking up when you said the, the kind of nation, nationwide. Are you talking about there or here? Are you talking, you, I, the, my question actually tonight was, was are you talking about America? Because I haven't actually, in England, I have not really witnessed or seen or heard any kind of racial, you know, any. Well, it's the number one thing that comes up here. When people mention it here to me, the first thing that they, they say is, oh, and she was black. And I'm like, well, so what? And, it, you know, for me, I guess I'm very specific to this, very sensitive to this, because I obviously am someone who comes from a mixed background myself. I'm Sri Lankan and English. And I spent my life in England um, being constantly asked actually where I was from. People would always say to you, so, yeah, where are you from? And I would always say, well, I'm from, you know, London or whatever. And then, but, oh, but where are your parents from? And so it was, I kept on going back to it. And it was only when I actually came to the U.S. for the very first time that people would say, oh, you're English. Because they heard my voice, right? And they and that was all that was that the, they needed. But well, but it's I, I'm sort of you know the world right now is having a sort of a shake up again, and it's almost like we went two steps forward or one step forward, two steps back. Well, do you think that 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 I feel like the I, I mean my perce- my perception is that the royal family wholly accepts that this is the woman he loves, and it's sort of regardless of how I never could figure out how race factors into what people what people. Think like I don't. I I guess that like who it's it's another who cares subject to me. Like I know that it's an issue. I just cannot wrap my mind around why people care who another person loves. Like it just doesn't just doesn't wash. But with the me. skin, the cut, the color, skin color issue. As I said, in England, yeah, is a thing or is it? No, no. It's not well, you're like an albino, so it must be a I thing know, for you. You can me where I'm where I'm from. You, I, just, I have no idea. You can't go anywhere near the sun, right? You got to come out. You got. You can only go out at night. Because if you <laughs> must that, turn, that, that is why he enjoys cocktails. Actually, <laughs> yeah, I mean, why, yeah, I mean for real. Uh, years are, of drinking at night. He's so fair skinned. I'm scared. Add a little color to his skin. I'm I'm scared uh, to put a flashlight rouge. on him. He'll get sunburned. Little rouge. Thanks. <laughs> I just come back from holiday as well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? This is tan. No, I sit under an umbrella. Yeah. Because what ha- you turn like bright red, and then you peel, and then you look like uh, red. The, a royal, a royal red for sure. <laughs> so I want to know why do you think people want to become royal? Okay, you know, it's, it's people like you said, it's a birthright. People yes. are born into the royal family, but obviously someone like Meghan Markle. Okay, she's marrying into it. It may seem obvious. Okay, I'd like to be a royal. I don't think it's easy to marry into it. No. I mean, certainly, we learned that with Princess Diana. Well, absolutely. That there was a little, the, the veil came down a little and her experience was, you know, people are still, people still experience the same things in life, right? So she had issues, whether it was an eating disorder, personal relationships with her in-laws, like the breakdown of it when you're looking at people just as like an ordinary person is people still face the same issues. But but she, I think her deal was, it was more like kind of an arranged marriage. You know, it was an old aristocrat, you know, the British aristocracy. Right. They had to go and find someone, you know, some, someone with a, t- that, at that point in the 80s, it was still there that you had to go and find a member of the British aristocracy. You know, she was kind of preordained that she was going to do that. She was only 19 or something when she right. approached. You know, she'd never had boyfriends. But when she was you say approach, naive. is that really what it's like? 
hello, Diana. <laughs> like, yeah, well, no, really? no, probably more like, you know, knock, knock, knock on the parents' door. Yeah, actually. And really? Yeah, you know, well, I don't know. I have no idea how it worked. But but, in, but the, my, the, the point I was trying to illustrate is in, in those days, it was more about, you know, it was more you had to find someone from. Right. Yeah, because of the old and cast structure. And this is one generation later where this one is One generation no later where he can choose who he wants to marry. You know? Yeah. He's made the decision. Well, He's what's, gone. What's the view on Kate Middleton? She, I think she's universally adored. I mean, I adore her. Yeah, I she's feel great. Like, I feel like I want her to be my best friend she's forever great. and ever. She's great. I mean, talking about Princess Diana, she was, it was and, and still holds the title of having more covers of a magazine than any woman in history. Mm, yeah. Which speaks again to the sort of incredible craze yeah. of royalty the world over. Well, we also, I think that there's other parts of the world and why the America is so fascinated and Americans are so fascinated with royals is because we don't have a royal family. We try to create our own royal families. Who would be? The Kennedys are certainly considered, you know, an American royal yeah. family of sorts and also have a lot of problems. And I think in contemporary America, people think of the Kardashians. I think the most popular people <laughs> in the world are, in our, are the Kardashians. And in some way the, way, the manner in which they move through the world is similar to the way royals move through the world without the importance of, like, the government piece, you know, the, the, the sort of... That that construct is not there, but the manner in which they experience the world is similar to the way. So let's break it down. Are. What is the biggest difference then between, if you like, an American royal family and a British royal family? Because yes, you know we are the English royal family. They're they're born well, into it, right? Right. They're world famous. Kardashians. They've created their their name. Their, well, as as, a, as did the Kennedys to some extent. Yeah, but when you look at when you look so, so if you look at just the like when people travel to to the UK, they, part of the reason they're going, if they're, if they're interested in, in sort of the cultural aspect, is they're going to go to Buckingham Palace, right? They're going to go and sure. visit the history of the nation. That's not something, you're not going to go visit the Kardashians' house in... But that's literally the point of the English royal family. I mean, I hate to say it, maybe yeah. I'm saying something out of no, turn, yeah, but I think that is, that's it's, it's national identity, right? We, right. Do, we put on a good show. Absolutely. Yeah, They're a tourist I, attraction. I agree with that. That's what it is. And, and then, then there's this other piece, which is like the protocol and how they how they fit into government and social order, which is some, there's some value there, Yeah, which right? is completely absurd. It's it, it could be. I mean, to any outsider, would be actually to most a lot of English people. It's completely absurd. You know, the fact every Wednesday, whichever prime minister is 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 uh, whichever current prime minister is in number ten Downing Street has an audience with the Queen. Yeah, and well, what, what's the purpose of that? The purpose of it is, is to let them know, you know, the state of the country. It's like the state of how things are going, and and a lot of people have found it. A lot of people found it. Um, found it very kind of cathartic. Yeah, a lot of prime ministers because. It's it's a moment when they can actually go and talk to somebody who really does have the country's best interests at heart. You know, nothing you discuss will go will go any further. And is so it, you are free. To, you are free to really kind of talk about how cross you are with this and cross you are with that. And Churchill used to do it. He he had it with um, um Victoria. I know King, King um, Churchill used to do it with King, with, um, King George. He, he used to. He used to have. Um, I have no idea. See, I, yeah, I, he, say, I said Victoria, then Elizabeth, and of no, course no, no, it was George. You're a bit, you're no a bit, you're a bit early. You're a bit early. Um, uh, before the war, um, he used to um, he used to have have the, 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 these chats with the king, and he used to find them incredibly cathartic because it was the one place he could actually just be with someone else who loved the country as much as he did, without worrying about whatever you discussed wouldn't yeah. go any further ever. It's However, al- it's the- almost kind of brilliant though, because when you think about it, like people never really trust the government structures. In any country, they're always suspect. 
So it's kind of brilliant to have this other person. Symbolic. This, it's yes, purely, exactly. It's purely symbolic. symbolic. And somebody who I think has what you said, you know, the nation's best interests at, at heart. But that can also, like, communicate in a manner where they feel un, it feels unbiased and not political. So is this similar to the Kardashians going or Kim Kardashian going to President Trump to get her, the guy, you know, released The one person out of prison. Yeah, that was a great move, Kim. And then she went shopping and started putting on more makeup and playing video games. Great. Okay, so I I am a little bit of a Kardashian hater, um, and I'm fascinated in one way with them, but I feel like I'm fascinated, totally fascinated. But I, but I do feel that 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 there are many other interesting families and people on the planet, and that what I personally find interesting is people who have like my, personally like great creative expression, and while they've created a world where they're thought of as like Im- i don't even want to say important but but there's like yeah, but let's be, I, but let's be I'm honest but, the let's, but let's like be let's be fair and authors no, but and, i think let's be fair i mean th- i remember when obviously um kim and kanye were put on the cover of vogue and i actually got multiple calls from news outlets asking why did you me, shoot that no i, I wish <laughs> um but rather just asking me did i think that that was okay you know, were, were they, uh, you know, did they deserve to be on the cover of Vogue had Anna Winter lost her mind? Yeah. And, and actually, and, and they were all egging me on. They were really asking me a question that was loaded. Um, and and, and I, my reaction was actually, I think they absolutely deserve to be in Vogue. They are in Vogue. This is what being in Vogue is, is it's, you know, when the whole world is talking about you, when you're yeah. the hottest subject, when you go to a party or you go to a hotel and thousands of people will line up outside just because they heard a rumor that you might be in there yes that is what classic old school hollywood used to be about that's what being a movie star I, was i that's guess i wish true that celebrity. with them i wish that there was something that for me i could attach um a, a certain, value yeah a value relevance to, like, like relevance like they were incredible art collectors and had a museum that they were going to do, like they were you know steeped in issues about education and opening schools for young women or there was so, the, but so what does it say about society then that we are fascinated with the kardashians and equally at the same time fascinated with the english royal family uh that was superficial <laughs> i mean that by both well, are, that both. and also also i think that people are sheep they need to be herded and they need to have some common person in order to connect to one another and to have like a cultural uh Identity, identity. I mean, the English identity. The, well, the British identity is the, is the, you say what do you, you know say to anyone? What do you think when you, the first thing you think of if someone says Britain, Britain, you think of the Queen and you think of the royal family. Don't yeah, you? you know it's an identity. I but, actually but, have a fabulous photograph that. Uh, do you know? Um, oh my God, I can't think of his name now. Chris Levine. Yes. Yes. Do you know him? You probably do. I do. You do. Yeah. So you know, he. Do you remember he photographed Queen Elizabeth for her jubilee? Um, with her eyes closed, I purchased that. I love it. I well, I, I know there's a great story of Avedon shooting, you know, the Duch- Duke and Duchess of Windsor, um, and it's it's a hilarious story because the English royal family have always just been this such a stiff upper lip kind mm-hmm. of reserved bunch of people that you can never get any real emotion out of them. And Diana, really, when she came along, was the very first person to sort of crack the "I'm emotional, I'm a person, I'm a human, I'm the people's princess." You know, that was this whole mantra because up until then, there was this very kind of you know you could see them. From a you know in a window you'd yes. see them going by in a carriage, but you could never really crack that. And all these stories of they meet the prime minister, but it's behind closed doors. We don't know what you think. We don't but know up what you feel. At that point, it was about it was all about the, the royal family. Were all about the royal family. When Princess Diana came along, it was all about Princess Diana. 
Does the royal family move through the the world in the same way? Meaning, like, would they just go to Whole Foods? <laughs> like, no, nothing like that. I, I don't think so, but I do think that, that you know, I would have, at the same time, you know, you look at Prince Harry when he comes over to the US and all, before he was married, of yes. course, and he's having, the, you know, the life of Riley in Las Vegas, jumping into pools and getting yes. photographed, just like, just like a Kardashian, by the way. Right. right. I think to a certain point, both those, both, they've both been able to have, have a life up to a point, but I think they've both also known that at some point. They kind of, you know, you could. They work. They both worked. They did their kind of their attachment with the royal families are attached kind of the, uh, you know, the, the armed forces. So they did their stint. The armed forces. William was working in a helicopter. Yes. Um. They so they put a thing, and then at a certain point, it becomes very difficult, almost impossible to to have a normal job. You you can't, and also you you you've got this other thing that you have to go and do. So they've always known that at the age of kind of twenty six, twenty seven, twenty eight. Into the thirties, boom! It's going to happen. You're going to start doing royal work. So you're going to start visiting hospices. You're going to start doing. It's basically charity work, isn't it? Right. Because the thing about the royal family, and what they they are so good at, is making people feel better. You know, they make which has great value. They make a nation feel better. That and no one who's met a member of the royal family would ever forget. And and you know, one of those guys walks into a hospital and cheers a bunch of thirty-year-old terminally ill. I mean, a bunch of thirty terminally ill kids up. You know, it's great. Do the Kardashians do that? I imagine that they probably might have some, you know, obviously they do things, you know, for sure. I can imagine I they just do feel that I don't know what it is. Maybe, maybe people well, I mean, if you don't, if you haven't, if you, if you haven't seen the charity work the Kardashians do, then you, they're probably not doing it. That's my feeling. I mean, I just want, I just think that it, when right? I look at people who are really successful, and, you know, the Kardashians are kind of the tip of the iceberg, but people who are very successful in media today if they're not offering something, I guess it's also like an like because I'm of a certain generation. I look to connect them to something, right? And things that I'm particularly interested in. And if they don't exhibit those qualities, I just have to discard them because in my head, there's too much. There's too much information being thrown at us. Too many people being introduced. Just bottom. Too just, much, just, just, just it's bottomless. It's all pit. about an ass. Yeah. No, it's not. It's all about oh. a bottom. It's all about. A, it's all about her, isn't it? I mean, it's. I can't. I don't know. I just can't figure out if it's real. I, or if not. I think about Kardashian, I don't. I don't. You think about the bottom. To, that's all I think. I think there are probably a lot of people who think about her bottom. About Queen Elizabeth. She has a magnificent bottom. Kim Kardashian. No. Oh, Kim Kardashian's butt. Because Queen Elizabeth's butt is not that I good, is it? it? Yeah, I don't know. It looked like Trump actually gave her a little tap at one point. When, <laughs> but anyway, and I'm just joking. But um, you know, when you, I think about the royals and I, the English royal family, I mean, and talking about the Kardashians, or talking about that type of person here in the US, you were saying, you know, you're not greatly, you're not really fond of the Kardashians. And it's not that I'm not fond of the English royal family because I, I actually kind of think they're quite sweet and all the rest of it. But I do think there's a level of absurdity around our sort of excitement over the English royal family that I, I think the, the Kardashians share that same sort of absurdity in as much as why is it deserving? You know, why do they deserve our... Well, it's so arbitrary, isn't so it? So arbitrary. I mean, you've, you, you and I have worked in the entertainment industry for a long time. A very long time. But it's you've seen people who... I've seen people surpass the level of career I was able to accomplish. And it, I... I you know, it's, it's it's when you say these things out loud, people are like, oh, you're just bitter. Like, but I marvel at some of the people who have achieved greatness in television because I think that they're marginally talented. And I don't think that I'm some super talent. I think I'm equally marginally talented. And it just becomes a lottery. Right. It just becomes luck. 
and and there's no predicting why certain people are super successful in any. So I don't think that there's it's a predictable why you know like in the strange way like this is a weird ju- uh, juxtaposition to the royal family, but Honey Boo Boo, right? And that weird family. Um, I think that that the fact that there was this this like very loving group of people that were communal and living to get like that's also the same things that the Kardashians are and that's the same thing the royal family is and so they're three three distinctly different things but at the same time the through line is that what people like is a supportive group of people who you know the construct of a family and the reflection into their own lives of of problems and things and obstacles whether those are financial but do you think personal? okay so but do you think that it is a reflection in lives, or do you think that actually you use people like the kardashians people like the royal family to actually as, a, as an escape from having to actually think about I your think own both life are true but i mean having to actually so instead of actually sitting around looking at your, yourself yes. and how you're behaving and, and what's going on and maybe improving your own life you're just looking at theirs I think there's different silos. There's like, how can I be like them? Like I that, and that's where commerce comes in. Like I could buy the same sunglasses Kim Kardashian is wearing, or the same makeup she's wearing. So dress came in a little more. There, there's the aspirational, which is like I'm kind of lumpy and short and not so pretty, and I'm never going to be like her. So there's an aspirational. No, I'm talking about the queen then. <laughs> and and there's an I'll never have as much money as or you well, know. She's but the there's largest a, landowner in England, man. It, One of them. Yeah. I actually think that it's no different than watching the the shows about lo- the people who win lotteries, and there's a show that follows people who have won the lottery while they're looking for their new home, and that idea is one that people can live vicariously through like you want to win the lottery and i think that's one of the things that we look at like a, you, you you look you're not looking at people again we're not we're not measuring this against like talent and contribution to society fantasy. right it's fantasy i did think something interesting you said earlier you, you mentioned you know do the royal family shop at whole foods right yeah well the question i think you know the, the stars are just it's, like it's us good, well it's a bloody good question right do they do they drive themselves even yes they do drive themselves they do I remember years ago. And I, how do you know that? I didn't know that. <laughs> my, my sister's found herself. Because you had a car accident with one of them. Your, your sister has found herself being driven? By the, by the queen drives. I mean, she's always... By the queen. She's, he's, listen, he's dropping the story no, 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 very, no, very... No, no, no. Just every, summer there's a, every summer there's a picture of the queen driving her car through Balmoral. So yeah. is it a photo op or she really drives? No, she, she really does drive. They, drive. they all drive. Well, actually, I do know that one or two... I, Philip still drives, I think. No. So he's did, like can they get? He's like, but can they get stopped for speeding then, or does that not work? I mean, it's, it's a, the, the, you know the, cons- the what the royal cavalry. Yes. How does that work? Um, if you said that to the queen, you get a withering look. There you go. There we go. Withering she, look. When will she step down and lose the throne to when the she next? Dies. Is that when it happens? Yeah, yeah but yeah. not. What, what if she's feeble and? I don't, I don't think you can abdicate. I think she has to keep going. Really? So yeah. what if she had Alzheimer's disease? I think they just wouldn't wheel her out as much. Hmm. Or they'd wheel her out at the same thing just to do that again. Just, wow. Just wave. Sorry, you can't see it's radio. <laughs> just wheel her out of the balcony and wave twice a day. <laughs> it just not, does not make her up. I mean, listen, the Engl- England and certainly the world adores the English royal family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and they are the, the... Do you have Kate Middleton's number? I'd like to call her. On speed dial. Oh, okay. Tom, <laughs> do you mind sharing the number? Absolutely not. Tom holds all my numbers for me. I would like He's to actually call my valet. Kate Middleton. I feel like she and I would get along really well. 
See, I think that's American. More than Meghan Markle. I, I think I'd get along with Kate more than Meghan. Because she's English? No, I just I, I just feel like from a personality perspective, like I don't know, maybe she reminds me of women in my life. I don't know. But there's a there's a, you know, because there's this weird thing that we all have. Like you like somebody, and why do you like somebody? You just like I think it's an association with other things in your experiences in your life. I don't know. What yeah. do I know? Yeah. You know, I, you know what, what do I look like? Thing? Stephen Hawking? Well, you kind of did once in a while, you know. What you, the hell you do have I to know? sort of come up with these sort of brainwaves, which I'm like, what did he just say? Did he really, really just say that? Oh my god! I cannot believe it. Now, so anyway, I, you know, I wanted to, to sort of talk about the subjects of the royal family because having lived here, do they here, have sex? Oh, I don't know about that. I guess Tom. they've got children. Well, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Tom is the royal expert. Yeah, clearly, clearly, you can see that he's very. Well, the cagey. great thing, the great thing about a uh, protocol, and the great thing about the royal family is because no one actually knows what's going on. You can pretty much say anything you want, can't you? That they get up to, no one knows anyway. Do you think? So this is why this have is they again. Have tabloids? They have, right? Well, well, that's yes. the interesting thing. If you think about it, so going back to what you said about how they just got damages, the which Kardashians, they gave to, which, which William and Kate just got. She was photographed topless at uh, <gasps> David uh, at, Lindley's, at David Lindley's place in front. Uh, he's got a villa in France, and I think the German press or something put long lens got her, and they felt, and they they just won. Gave the money to charity, but because because well, the European, well, the right European um the European privacy laws are, are much stricter than the English ones. Wow! So they're not allowed to breach that, and they did, and put a stop, shoved it on the front page of a newspaper, and they sued that. them. Yeah, and they won. What's well, about time? I mean, you know, otherwise, I mean, in this day and age too, everything goes viral immediately. You know, it's out there on the internet before you can say it. So even though you sue the person, the damage is already done. Right, of course. You know, so th- that's a b- big, a big part of the problem, I guess. For me, there's this huge fascination. I grew up in England. I grew up with the royal family. You know, I remember the Queen's speech every year, and it was a big deal. My parents, would, everyone would go silent. We all listened to the Queen. Do you think of yourself as American now? Well, absolutely. Well, sort of. I, in a way, there's an element of me where I've always sort of felt a bit like an international individual. I never really I, I identified with being English. Yes. When I came to America, people identified me as being English. Right. And that was the, really one of the first times I felt like I was English. Yes. Ironically. That and when you were eating a crumpet with the small... With, with a little crumpet. Of tea. With a little spot of tea. A spot of tea. And a scone with, with you know, with, mm. my, with my cream. Mm. That, that sounds good. Do you think, do you think he's been... Uh, Robert, do you think he's, this has been playing on this quite a bit since he got to America? What, that he, he sounds he, so... He's got this really sort of plumbing English accent now. He never used to have that. He didn't actually sound... Oh, really? He didn't actually... What, he, what Nigel sounds like now, he never sounded like before. I'm actually from Detroit. <laughs> and I'm from <laughs> 8 Mile. He, I thought that it would be I really mean, good for me to have plum, a career in television if I sounded like plum, has, you know, an English. You always sounded English to me. Oh, well, the English judge on that program or whatever. You know, it's always that... Eng- oh, the English. Well, it's like, it's it was the perfect cocktail, Tom. Think about it. There isn't a cocktail out there. There isn't a judging panel... In the world that doesn't have a dash of can English. you discern as a as a as a dash. as a British person as as an English person can you discern the regions where the accents come from? Oh yes, yeah. Actually, that's a very good question because the English sort of the sort of upper class accent, which sounds like what? What's the distinct difference? Kind, What's of, a, Nigel, Nigel, he's kind of like been, Tom. He's been taking elocution lessons. So the <laughs> rain in Spain falls, falls mainly on actually, the plane. But actually, the funny thing about the English is because if you're in England, if you're British, and if you're in England and you listen to, to you can immediately identify where people are from. You can also do a class. You can literally cla- cl- class people. Really? 
through their accent. But what's interesting about that is is that it's a relatively new phenomenon because back in the 80, back in the 19th century when the British were expanding the empire, what they needed was they needed one language that everybody through, over the globe right. could tr- transport basically and understand. So one you, accent. You, need, you needed to be able to communicate, teach the people in the Caribbean, you know, whichever island you'd you know, next yes. to the Caribbean, you need to be able to teach the people there how to one one so that the, one uniform language. So then, the, which became the Queen's English. But actually, the House of Lords used to used to have people, um, you know, the Earl of Duke Earl of Durham or whatever would have a Northern accent. We'd have an accent from Durham re- mm. region. They would actually have even the sort of lords aristocracy and lords and ladies would have regional accents. What's so? What's and the only what's poor when person's they accent? Them. What does that sound like? Well, they kept the regional accents. I mean, that's part of it now. I mean, I think it's it's interesting. You have this thing called BBC English. You have English, the Queen's English, and then you have regional accents. And it tends to be that if you're, you know, blue collar worker or you're a poor person, that you would have a regional accent. You could hear the person. You could hear, and that's very much a generalization. Like a southern accent to the U.S. But you know, I mean, it, my family is interesting to some extent, partly because you know my father came from um, an area called the Wirral uh, in the sort of north the of England. The Squirrel. The Wirral. Um. And, um, is that anywhere near he, the squirrel? No, but he had an accent. No, it's nowhere near the squirrel. Near Liverpool. <laughs> a bit closer to the chipmunk. Yeah, near Liverpool. <laughs> but he had an accent. And what is and the accent Lots like? of my family have an accent. You can do it quite Whittle. well. Hey, all right. Calm down like that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. my, that my Uncle Roy sounds just like that. But my father ironed Uncle that Roy. accent out. And there's a lot of that going on. Like, you know, like, yeah, like, yeah. It's where all the boats... Actually, I'm surprised more of it doesn't come over here because all the boats came from... Um, and so what are the other accents? Which one was that? So, actually, so my that? father ironed that out of him his own accent. And then as a kid, I was not allowed to have any sort of accent whatsoever. And if I said anything slightly wrong, because my mother was is, is from Sri Lanka, mm-hmm. and she had been taught English you know, um, in Sri Lanka, so it was very much this Queen's English because that's what they learned in the colonies, how to speak English. And it, so it was very... I always sort of felt out of place like what is what is this accent that i have when especially when i hear my other relatives who are english who don't sound anything like us at all it was as they if sounded we were, like that they sounded like that interesting and so what's what's another variation on a british accent there are so many regions aren't there what, I mean, there's a, every single what's Larry, the bbc uh, well, what's for, the bbc one the bbc english is if you listen what to the BBC, it's right kind now. of mine right now exactly i turned into the bbc english no. bbc english is where you can understand every word very clearly, and so it doesn't matter where everything you are in the world, enunciated. everything is enunciated very, very clearly. And the Queen's not- English, if you get a little hot potato, put it in your mouth, and you're trying to balance, and you try to speak as if there's a hot potato <laughs> in your mouth at all times, and then, of course, darling, everything sounds a bit like this. You know, so anyway, it, it, there's this sort of uh, elements of how to <laughs> you know, create accents. So what's the Cockney accent? Can you do a Cockney yeah. No, he refuses to do a cockney accent. Of course, it? you can. <laughs> what does it? What does it mean? What does well, that mean? What, what a cockney, cockney is a, it's a London accent, isn't it? It's a, a kind of East End of London. East End. East End of London. So they, uh, so they, they have the cockney accents. rhyming slang. So they have all the apples and pears, stairs, and what? Yeah, everything's been like a spit, this, spit that. In it. I don't know. I can't read it. I don't know. I actually can't do it. You could probably be doing Michael Caine. Michael. Oh, is that considered a cockney? He's accent? got a bit of a cockney accent. Was he? Yeah, Michael. Michael Caine? Michael. I think so. <laughs> Meghan Markle. Michael. Michael Markle. Meg- Meghan Markle. No, <laughs> Michael not, Markle. Not at all. Well, I, and I think it's quite interesting, too, when you look at, we're talking about accents then, because you could kind of ID someone from where they are and sort of the class system in England. You mean like accent. Brooklyn and New Jersey? Like, walk the dog, talk to you later. <laughs> but I don't think you can in the U.S. in the same way. No, you can't. I always say the accents, a Long Island accent, a New Jersey accent, a Brooklyn accent, all sound the same. But, 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 but also, you can't necessarily tell how... 
sort of old the family name is. Not that one cares, but in England, they sort of do. They're like, oh, I can tell this person must have, you know, he may not have money because money, by the way, and class don't necessarily go hand in glove. Yeah. You know, um, but there is an element of like, oh, I, this person's family can probably trace it back for X number like of hundreds Spencers. of years. Like the Spencers. You know, because of their voice, you can literally tell that that person may have breeding or class. But no, what no, no, you can tell by looking at the Spencers of the inbreeding, you mean. What about Kate Middleton? <laughs> Just like a... What about Kate Middleton? Did she come from a long line of... Nice middle class family. Nice it it is? Oh. She's, a, she's a nice girl. She's great. Right, and she's incredibly popular. You love her. Oh my God, I love her. Well, again, the people's princess. They seem to have done it again. Yeah, she's really, I don't know. Well, that's that, that's that also begs the question, like when the, the psychological exploration there is... Did he marry somebody similar to his mother? Did he marry, you know, somebody who he felt not consciously necessarily, like subconsciously, reminded him of his mom? I would almost think Harry's probably done that more. With Meghan? Yeah. Really? Oh, I see. I see. Really? And the funny thing no. is, is that Princess no, Diana, no, 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 no. Princess Diana was really, in many respects, more royal than the royal family. Yes. She had sure. a greater lineage than the actual royal family. You yourself mentioned that they were sort of Germans. Um, Hanoverian, yeah. Hanoverians. Um, How did Tom knock that drink back so quickly? Uh, I've, just, I've been trying to get your wife's attention to get me another one. Give like, me another one of these drinks <laughs> over there, Chrissy Walker. Annie. Uh, what kind of people what? had no idea that Nanny was just there on the on the sidelines. Nanny, where's Nanny here? Is Nanny popped out? <laughs> people don't realize, but I've seen Nanny. My by wife's the way, nickname Nanny. is Nanny. Yeah, what? Nanny's Nanny. been shotting Which... the champagne and shot glasses. I've been watching and doing it through the window. He's terrified. He's uh, he's he's now nervous like, because like you know, every but... good Nanny. Why? <laughs> nanny on set. I didn't know. Why is your name Nanny? Because I take care of him. Uh... I need a nanny. I don't I, like to share my nanny. Thank you, nanny. Uh, Only on set, uh, That sounds. No, I'm good. Thank you. It I'm sounds good. like something Thank dirty you, happens behind the scenes. Yeah. <laughs> what nanny? Nanny. nanny! <laughs> no, it's a very sort of. Sa- I've been sad a very reality. bad boy. <laughs> I know. Well, that's that's. A, I think that's a part of it. We quite like that. <laughs> Sorry, that's nice. It's enough. I don't. Want to, we don't want to get too personal. Was, was, that your, was that your glass or was that your nose? That was okay. me about. To, uh, we don't get too personal about why you know. Breakfast champagne is fun. Mm. Lunch champagne is fun. <laughs> I think on that note, boys. I think cheers. 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 I think we have sort of long lived to the queen. Long live the queen. Thank you. I hope I live a long, long time too. <laughs> that is shaken and stirred. Uh, oh both shaken and stirred. Oh God, absolutely. What a great time. I'm more stirred. And I'm well, more shaken. The queen, long live the queen. Until next right. week. Thank you. <laughs>